Hello, welcome to today's episode of Money Talk. Today is a fun and new type of episode. I'm going to start bringing guests onto the show. And my first guest is my amazing, awesome, and wonderful wife, Rebecca. And we're going to have some fun today with a mock budget meeting. Just exciting, right? Well, this is a listener requested episode. So if there's a topic that you listening right now want to learn more about, please let me know. Email me at moneytalk at skylarfleming.com. Also, if you could share this episode with one friend who you want to have a money talk with, that would be wonderful. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review of the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out the new website. You can go to moneytalk.skylarfleming.com to see the brand new website. It's super awesome and fun, and I'm really excited about it. But as far as today's episode goes, to help you have a conversation about budget meetings, here's today's money talking points from the episode. One, how can I have an effective budget meeting? Two, how would I benefit from the raise that comes from budgeting? Three, how could I improve my budget meetings? And that's if you're already doing some sort of budget meeting. Think about ways that you could improve it. Well, I hope today's podcast episode helps you learn and talk about money more. And let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It is a topic that gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this issue is what brought Money Talk to reality. I know you're probably busy and don't have much time to research and learn about all things when it comes to personal finances, but that's where this podcast, Money Talk, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance for you. The goal is to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. Well, what is a budget meeting? It's pretty self-explanatory. It's a meeting where you talk about your budget. Well, it's a time for you to sit down and have a meeting with your budget where you either have it with a spouse, a partner, or not. If you're by yourself, you need to commit time to reviewing your personal finances. It's really simple. The definition of a budget meeting is very easy. It's just a time that you commit to go over your personal finances and specifically your budget or your cash flow plan. And next, let's talk about the impact that a budget meeting can have on your personal finances. The impact on your personal finances can be great. One of the main things that a budget meeting can do is it can help you reach your goals quicker and quicker because then that invisible hand in your mind starts to work a little bit easier and you start to naturally notice the things that'll help your budget progress. Because when you're having a budget meeting, it means you're regularly talking about money. It means those things are kind of in the more forefront area. And I know if money isn't your main thing and you don't love money, love talking about and planning money all the time, it's not something you're constantly thinking about. You're not a big nerd like me. But if you're at least having a budget meeting, it means that those sort of ideas are at least in like the center or almost front of your brain. So when an opportunity comes up, you're able to recognize it quicker. And you can keep reaching your goals a little bit faster and faster as you go because you'll get better at planning. And that's the benefit of a budget meeting. When me and my wife first started having our budget meetings, well, they were really kind of sloppy. We didn't really know what we were doing. And there were some that were way too long. But over time, you get better. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in today's interview with Rebecca. But let's talk about how you can effectively use a budget meeting.
How can you effectively use a budget meeting? Well, you're going to see with my upcoming guest, Rebecca, but one of the key things to remember when you're having some sort of a budget meeting is to make it simple, quick, and get to the point. Nobody likes sitting around listening to each other ramble about how one spends too much money or this, that, or the other. And you're going to hear some awesome points that Rebecca makes in our upcoming interview. So let's get right into that interview and please welcome on my first guest, my wife, Rebecca. Okay, welcome to our brand new segment here on Money Talk. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. And now every week or every so often, I'm going to try to bring on guests onto the podcast. And as you can tell by today's episode title, we're going to be talking about the budget meeting. And I have my best, most wonderful guest, my wife, Rebecca. Say hi, Rebecca. Hey, everyone. Great. Well, let's get right into this. So I'll go ahead and define what a budget meeting is. And on face value, it's really simple. It's just where you get together to discuss your budget. Now, there obviously can be a lot of things that go into a budget, but it doesn't have to be too complex, does it, Rebecca? Nope. doesn't have to be too difficult. Just being open and discussing your budget together. Communication is key, right? Yep. Great. Let's get right into it. Let's keep it very simple for the sake that this is on audio and... I would get confused listening to a complex meeting over audio. So to keep it simple, our categories are rent, utilities, insurance, gas, food, which includes groceries and eating out or fast food, clothing, shopping, loan payments. And then there's a Rebecca and Skylar category because it's important to have your own fun money, so to speak. So for this budget meeting, Rebecca and I make $3,000 exactly per month between both of our jobs. Now, there's two different ways to look at this, and we're going to take an approach at both. There's one where you're budgeting for the month coming up using the money you're expecting to get and a method where you're budgeting based off of last month's income. For me, and I'll ask you to share in just a second, Rebecca, it's way easier to budget based off last month's income. Because really, when I was thinking through this example, it's almost hard to even imagine how to really budget based on the upcoming month when you don't know exactly when you're going to get your paychecks. And I mean, you should know, but what if something happens, right? What are your thoughts about when you should budget based on Rebecca? Um, Yeah, I definitely like that we budget based on last month's income. Cause then, like you said, we know exactly how much money we have going forward. I know, I mean, most jobs will pay every other week, which can vary from month to month. If you're getting two paychecks, three paychecks, like it just changes, but you still have the same expenses every month. So to have to try to guess how much money you're going to have to cover your expenses is just stressful. So you have to take a little jump start to set everything up so you can budget based on the last month's income. But I think it's really helpful. And I like doing it that way because it's just easier to see what you have and what you're going to be able to budget for each category. Yeah. It helps tremendously in my opinion, because like if all your bills are due on the first and second, but you don't get paid till the fifth, because that's the first Friday of the month. Now you had to think about that in last month's meeting because with your last paycheck of last, like it just gets complicated really quickly. But when you're budgeting based on the money that's already in your account, I think it's kind of self-explanatory of how that would be much easier to budget because you know, the money's all there. So Mm -hmm. now that we have that conversation out of the way and we're going to budget 
Well, let's just preface quick. This budget we're making is definitely a mock budget. You can decide on your own categories and we're using fake numbers to outline this. So it's not going to line up exactly in your budget the way we're doing this right now. It's not even our budget exactly. We're just giving an example. Yeah, we're just trying to simulate some of the conversations that can come up and that we've seen too in the past. So one of the first things, right when you start your budget meeting, you're going to want to look at last month's expenses. And I know tracking expenses can be daunting sometimes, but really your bank will do it easily for you. There's a bunch of apps out there. So let's go over our last month's expenses, Rebecca. Last month, we spent $1,200 on rent, $160 on utilities, $110 on insurance, $310 on gas, $750 on food, $0 on clothing, $190 on shopping, $450 on loan payments. And then Rebecca, you spent $145 of your category and I, Skylar, spent $195. In total, that's $3,510. So now really one of the first steps is to evaluate your last month's spending. So what do you think happened, Rebecca? Well, we overspent as we only made $3,000 last month and somehow our expenses were $3,510. So there are obviously some areas we need to cut back in because we don't want to be overshooting our uh, budget number, you know? (laughs) I really think a lot of that was in that $145 you spent. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was really a lot of it in the $750 we spent on food, right? That is absurd. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) And it was was a lot of DoorDash and eating out, I remember. It was just not... We just wanted to... We didn't want to make any food last month, right? It was just always wanting to eat out. Feeling lazy, but obviously DoorDash in itself is way expensive because you have to pay all of those additional fees. And... Fast food prices are getting so expensive too. I feel like they're just getting higher and higher. And for both of us to eat a full meal, we're spending like $20, $30 every time we go out, depending on where you go. So that adds up super fast. It does. It does. So I think we did, a, that's a very quick and good way to evaluate our spending is to just find the one category that you spent the most on that you didn't need to spend the most on. Cause obviously rent is a fixed amount. Like we're not, I can't just, change our rent amount from 1200 to something cheaper, unfortunately, but food is something we can control. So if you want to find a place that you can cut back spending, just take the largest variable expense. In our case, it was food. So next, one of the key points to talk about in a budget meeting is how can we fix this? If, if you notice an issue in your spending, if you don't, great, but how can we fix this, Rebecca? Let's not eat out as much next month, right? Let's Let's choose um, one day next month that we can eat out. And that's what we're going to stick with for the next month's goal. And that will definitely cut back our fast food spending. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely will. I think we got DoorDash like 25 out of 30 days last month. But I think what I really like (laughs) and what I I really want to emphasize about what you did right there is not only did you say we need to cut back on food, but you gave a actionable thing. You didn't just say, well, let's spend less in that category because if you just said that we're not going to, but you said, let's pick one day next month that we can do this because it's something that we both, we both enjoy our Taco Bell. But the 
the key thing is, is that we decide on the day that we're going to have it, right? So that's a great way that we can fix our spending. Set a specific date. Don't ex- we can't we can't expect to just cut that back down to like two hundred dollars. That would be kind of unreasonable. So you can't like expect yourself to magically save every dollar you're spending and those sort of things. So you got to cut yourself some slack there. So next, we've kind of discussed our past expenses and how we can fix it a little bit. Let's budget for next month's categories. So. Obviously, Rebecca, we have things like rent, utilities, insurance, and loan payments. Those aren't going to really change, right? Those are all going to be kind of fixed expenses. Mm -hmm. But what about a category like gas? How do we budget for that? I mean, it's hard with gas prices changing, but I'm sure there are ways like we don't need to um, drive down to Salt Lake every Saturday just to go to the mall and hang out because that's a bit of driving. Or if we're going to drive further distances, we can use our more fuel efficient car, which is not mine. (laughs) So that's a way we could um, try to limit our gas or there's public transit. I mean, you sometimes take the the train to work, which is great when it's not cold. So that's something that we can consider in the next month for cutting back on gas. So look into ways how to save, cut, cut back. I think we could, we can also kind of base our number based on last month's, right? Like it's not going to change a whole lot. Obviously if gas prices are going up, we're going to want to put more money into it. Mm -hmm. So, and in this example, we, we spent $310, but this month I said, let's budget 250 because it is getting warmer. Like you said, I can take public transit more. So we may be able to cut back in quite a few places as as it is getting warmer outside. So we're going to budget $250. Now let's talk about clothing. We didn't spend any money on clothing last month. Why is it important to consider this in our budget? I mean, it varies month to month. Um, Sometimes you just want to go on a shopping spree. I'm just kidding. But like you might need new clothes depending on um, jobs or school year or um, the seasons, maybe you grew out of all your shorts cause you put on a lot of winter weight. I don't know. And summer's coming. <laughs> so it's important to kind of consider that. But I mean, from one month to the next, it might not change a ton every single month, but we still want to keep it as a category that we consider for the future. Yeah. And to speak back to a previous episode, make sure you go listen to the episode I did on sinking funds, because we're not going to talk about it in depth here because it's an episode in itself, but a sinking fund is definitely something that can apply to clothing, huh, Rebecca? Yeah, for sure. I like it. And again, we won't expand on it a ton, but the sinking fund, you can save month to month. And like I said, you want to go on a shopping spree. You don't have to budget $300 to clothing in one month. You can budget a little bit at a time and then build that um, fund up so that you're good to go. But if we overspent last month, clothing might not be where we want to put extra money this month. Cause we yeah, need we're trying to, to trim down, figure out some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So now we've budgeted everything up to loan payment will stay the same. I think I said that let's talk about our food and groceries and stuff. Like we said, it's, we're going to go out to eat one time. So we're only going to budget $400, which cutting back $350 can seem kind of crazy. But if you're tracking your expenses and you're looking, look at your last month's credit card statement and every transaction that you're considering food, put a, put a mark next to it so that you can separate all of them and then put like a want or need or some sort of category, like some sort of categorizing system and figure out how much you didn't actually need to spend on food. 
Like if you were to eat at home and like meal prep and those sort of things, take a little bit of time on a Saturday or Sunday. And there's a lot that can go into food that can save you a whole lot of money. Huh, Rebecca? Yes, definitely. And let's wrap up budgeting for next month's income, talking about individual categories. I know these are, these are really nice because I can buy something without any sort of, obviously there's a point where like you need to buy something and you shouldn't always have to ask your spouse and those sort of things or your accountability partner, but especially having your own category gives you the freedom to just do what you want with the money. Right. Well, and that was a disclaimer. I wanted to say these separate categories aren't because like I'm not allowed to spend money or Skylar's not allowed to spend money, but because we budget, we know that there's money in certain categories to cover certain expenses, but having that like free range on just a little bit of money to do what you want is okay. So like if I wanted to go get a pedicure or a massage, I don't have to be like, Oh crap, where's that money coming from? I know I have some money that I am allowed to have some fun with. And Skylar, the same thing. If he wants to go buy a new dash cam for his car or whatever it is, like we, we're able to communicate that. And we also have money kind of set aside so that we can make those expenses that are more individualized um, without having to worry about where it's going to come from in our budget. And then we don't have to worry about like if I go out and buy something and I pull from a category you were actually planning on using for something else, like we don't butt heads in those ways because we have the money. Hey, that's my money sort of thing. And that's your money sort of thing. Instead of having like our whole paychecks be separate, we do everything together, but then we give ourselves a little bit of that wiggle room. And you might, you might notice too, that it will change from month to month. It doesn't always have to be equal because we're again, budgeting together and we're unified in our financial decisions. So Maybe I want to do something, but don't need as much money as Skylar needs for something he wants to do. And that is the importance of talking about money together, that you can um, understand that you're on the same page and figure it out together. Awesome. Well, there was some key conversations in there. Let's wrap up this budget meeting real quick. And guess what, Rebecca? We only are budgeting to spend $2,820 next month. That was a savings of like, what, 600 something dollars from. $3,510 down to $2,820. And that's the sort of magic that a, that a good clear budget can have, right? Is like, you can save a lot of money very quickly when you're on top of your finances. Okay. So now we are only making $3,000 this month. So we'll have around $180 to save for an emergency fund if we don't have one. But there's a lot of things that can go into planning your financial life when it comes to budgeting, especially because this money could go towards on paying down those loans so that that loan payment becomes available to us, saving for an emergency fund, saving for kids school, saving for cars, et cetera. So the, the point is, is try to keep cutting back your spending. That's really one of the best ways to start saving money quickly is just to track your expenses. When you're budgeting, some of the key things to talk through is categories that don't always get money. Individual categories, I think are important like individual person categories talking about overspending without blaming each other. I think you'll notice there was one point where I joked with Rebecca that she spent $145 in her category. I spent $195 in my category. Truthfully, I have no place to tell her how much she spent because I spent more. But it really doesn't matter because when we talked about the food category that we overspent in, there was no, well, you wanted to eat out all the time. Well, I didn't want to eat out. I said we should meal plan because we're in it together. It's 
Hey, what can we do to do better next month? So you don't have to dwell on how you overspent. It already happened sort of thing. Right, Rebecca? Yeah. It makes it a lot more peaceful and less tension because talking about money can cause a lot of arguments, but it doesn't have to. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I think one of the things is like, if you have a hiccup one month, acknowledge why it happened. It may be one person's fault. Like I may have spent too much money on a video game or something, but don't, don't harp on it. Like just move on and do better. (laughs) So that's why you discuss it every single month together. So you can be accountable to each other and fix things when they need to be. Well, awesome. That takes us right into our next things. I just have some questions about budgeting and budget meetings for you, Rebecca. So why do you think a budget meeting is important? Well, I mean, I think we kind of talked about it already. Key points being decreases tension around finances, especially among couples and families. Um, It helps you, like you had mentioned, to see areas that need work and easily save money you didn't even know you could save just by evaluating your expenses. And it helps you, I think, to understand your financial goals better. Yeah. Those, those are some great key points. Thank you. Um, what are some key things that you have to like bring to a budget meeting or like some key pieces of a budget meeting? Well, you guys couldn't see it because this is just audio, but in our budget meetings and even in the mock one we just had, we had an agenda essentially of the categories we were going to discuss questions we were going to discuss just things that we can evaluate. And so it helps you remember um, the points you need to touch on. If you have some type of agenda prepared in advance and I think it's important to try to simplify it as much as possible. Do you want to expand on that, Skylar? Yeah, because you're you're speaking to a point one time where I just bombarded you with all sorts of information in our own budget meeting. And this is what led to me preparing agendas because then throughout the month, we're like, hey, we need to talk about that. So I'll go add it to the document. And this document usually only has like two points on it that we need to talk about. We don't make it anything crazy. And I know it probably sounds like the way we're going through this and all that we do probably does not sound quick and simple because there is a bit to it, but it's all about developing a system. But back to what you were saying, Rebecca is keeping it simple. There was a time where I was trying to figure out what we should be investing in, in different retirement accounts and this, that, and the other, and what we should be doing with our savings and our emergency fund. And it was like, well, every three or four days I was telling you stuff about this. It was crazy. And that led to making sure we have written financial plans, which I have an episode on in the past, Um, making sure there's agendas for these budget meetings so that we know exactly what categories to do in what order, like which ones are important, et cetera. So yeah, keeping it simple so that you don't stress each other out. A lot of people listening to this probably think we're insane (laughs) because what 23 year old and 24 year old have a monthly budget meeting with a written out agenda. (laughs) Like, and I know we sound a little crazy, so you have to find what works for you. Maybe it's not having a big meeting with an agenda, but I think being able to at least come up with your categories and track your expenses in a way that you can uh, review them every month, even if it only takes a few minutes, um, is a perfect start. I mean, we didn't 
start with all the stuff that we have. We've had to develop it, find what works for us. So um, this is obviously an example and we're a little crazy, but it has made us successful, I think, in our financial goals. Yeah. And it's been a year and a half of developing this budget meeting. And I'm sure in a year and a half, we'll have something else that kind of probably works better. And I know we're quite, we're, we're quite crazy with how we do it. So if you're just getting started, I think to give you just the quick step is track your expenses and discuss them and be like, Hey, I think we should be spending less in this category. Like define your categories, track your expenses and just discuss it once a month. You don't even have to budget yet. Just say, Hey, we need to make sure we're spending under this because that's all we're making. And here's where that money's going. And then once you get used to it, after a few months, you can probably look into categorizing the money and budgeting it and starting to save. I think that's a good starting point. So Rebecca, what do you think the benefits of a budget meeting are? I mean, I think we kind of already talked about that on why we think budgeting is important. So you can set your goals, be on the same page with your finances and understand your areas of improvement and areas that you're doing well. And the last question for you, what do you think the drawbacks of a budget meeting are? Um, well, like we've said, it can be a little time consuming if you don't figure out how to be efficient in doing it, um, which is just kind of a learning process. But I think one of the main drawbacks that I've seen sometimes with our whole having a budget meeting is getting fixated on the way things should be when life doesn't always work out that way. So we're like, oh, we can only spend this much money in this category because that's what we budgeted. But life happens. And so you can't let your budget define everything in your life, but like you have to be flexible to a point. Um, so just making sure you know where that line is of being flexible, but also sticking to your budget. And that again, is something you learn with time. Yeah. That, I think that last point specifically is like live by your budget and make sure you're living below your means. But sometimes crap hits the fan and your car's check engine light comes on all of a sudden. And that's where sinking funds can come into play. But speaking of just a budget, like you got to be willing to move money around sometimes. Like you're not, your life's not over because you overspent in your food category by 50 bucks. Sometimes you need a quick snack because you went on a hike. I don't know. Those sort of things just can kind of come at you and you need to be willing to take the punches as they come. Right. Yeah. But again, that also kind of brings forward the importance of having savings and having an emergency fund because as much as you can shift money around in your budget, if you aren't also saving as one of your categories every single month, you could get in some serious trouble down the line because you, you don't know what life's going to bring. So budget every month, but include saving every month. And then if you have to overspend, like the overspent $500 in our little mock budget there, we obviously don't want to carry tons of credit card debt but if that's what we had to do, we have to find a way to pay it off or we have an emergency fund to cover that. So we don't have to worry. Great. Yeah, no, that that's great. Um, yeah. There's a couple episode recommendations that come out of this and then I'll wrap up with Rebecca. Go listen to my episode on the emergency fund and the sinking fund. If you want to kind of get an insight to some, I guess a little bit more advanced budgeting, so to speak, but go listen to those two episodes Let's wrap up with Rebecca here on our first interview on the podcast for a whole segment. Cause Rebecca did do a previous segment with us, but she's back. So 
wrap it up, Rebecca. What do you think about budgeting? <laughs> I think I've expressed it all. I I know. Have... We've talked for a good minute. <laughs> a good few minutes. I don't know. I've learned a lot. As a single college student, I didn't really budget because it wasn't something I had to worry a ton about, but I really like um, budgeting with my spouse so that we can be on the same page, set financial goals and achieve them. So if you can, you should budget. Yeah, everybody should. So everybody round applause for Rebecca coming on the podcast, wherever you are. So thank you to Rebecca. Um, We'll get back to my conclusion and my opinion on a budget meeting. And let's wrap up today's episode after this. So say goodbye, Rebecca. See everyone. Thanks for listening. So what did we learn from that interview with Rebecca? Well, my key points was it's important to be unified, especially if you're married or have a partner that you're doing your personal finances with. If you're meshing your personal finances, which I believe most everybody, pretty much everybody that's living together with someone needs to be doing, it's important to be unified, especially when it comes to a budget and what you're doing with your money. The other key point is a budget can give you a raise. You can seemingly just unlock money that you're like, I didn't know where that came from and give yourself a raise. And it's really fun once you start to notice it. Plus, you need to keep your budget meeting simple. I think we talked about, or there's been an experience before where Rebecca and I had like a two hour long meeting and it was mostly my fault because I had all these crazy ideas stirring in my mind. And that's the importance of an agenda to keep yourselves on track. I know it might feel a little businessy to have an agenda for a budget meeting with your wife or spouse or something like that, but they're really important and help you keep on track. So thank you to Rebecca for coming on the episode. Let's wrap up today's episode. So thank you all for listening. Well, a budget meeting is crucial when it comes to couples and money or even yourself. It can be a helpful tool to have some sort of money evaluation meeting with yourself if you're single or not married. Involve an accountability partner if you need to, to help keep you on path to your financial goals. And thank you, Rebecca, for coming on my podcast and doing a mock budget meeting. Like I said, this episode is requested by a listener and... Thank you to them for suggesting it. If you have a podcast topic you want me to cover and me to teach you more about or learn more about, send the suggestion to moneytalk at skylarfleming.com. Or you can search Money Talk with Skylar Fleming on all social media. Message me there. Or you can go to moneytalk.skylarfleming.com to find me there. And there's a voice message link in the show notes where you can send me the message directly. And I would love to play your voice message on the podcast and I can answer it directly. So thank you all for listening to Money Talk. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Money Talk. The Money Talk show is provided for informational and entertainment purposes and should not be used for personal or specific financial advice. Every situation is unique and different. Please make sure to do your own research for your personal financial situation.